You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. This podcast has been brought to you by Cuts by Candice. Candice Gist is a hairstylist that listens to your needs and will work with you to get the right look for you. With 18 years of experience, Candice is the premier stylist that I trust with my look. And right now, if you mention this ad when you make an appointment from now until the end of February 2019 and give our promo code GEEKOUT, you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts underscore Candice on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. This episode of Hey Mitch is Pat Edwards, author, podcaster, D&D player, all around cool guy. Man, was it fun to talk to him. Look, uh, he is one of the most creative people that I've got to talk to so far, I would say. Um, if you haven't had a chance to, to read his book, you should. It's available on Amazon and also on Audible. So uh, space tripping is a thing that you should go out and check. Also, he has he's on uh, the Let's Rewatch podcast, and you should definitely go and give them a listen because I've definitely talked them up a bunch. So make sure to go check those things out and give this podcast a listen. Thank you for hanging out. Hey, Mitch. Thank you, Patrick Edwards, for coming on to the Hey Mitch show to talk about the things that you love to geek out about. Um, I, I have to admit, I got to know you from the Let's Rewatch podcast. Uh, I've already talked to some of the other members, but uh, now you're the, I would say, newest member of the show. Why is it something you have to admit? Are, are you ashamed? No, I'm just saying that's, I'm just saying that that's, I mean, I know you're also (laughs) an author and you have other podcasts that you do, but I have not got around to listening to those podcasts yet. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) No, it's, it's, I've had a lot of people say like, how's it going? Or man, I haven't had a chance to like read your book yet. And I've always, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, there's so much, (laughs) like. I, God, I, I never ever want to be one of those people who's just so self-involved or just so just, I don't know. It's just, there's so much content out there. There's so many shows and movies and books and podcasts. And I always tell people, check it out if you find it interesting. If not, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yo, there's, there is so much, you know, content out there to consume that. Yeah. You know, getting around to everything is just difficult sometimes but Mm -hmm. especially the other podcast i do is god uh thomas will kill me for saying this he's our he's our overlord and runs the show he's our but it's it's a real it's called a real play uh it's we play dungeons and dragons it's one of the there's a lot of them these days but i mean that's definitely not for everybody (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think of it like think of it as like a radio adventure show where you're listening to uh a bunch of people just kind of do sort of improv adventures with a group of characters so i know i mean i've played many a D D game in my time do you do you play a normal like so how long do you play in a, in a session oh yeah so we'll dive into that yeah it's uh so quick plug the show is called for whom the dice roll okay 
available wherever podcasts are sold. Um, <laughs> and we, yeah, so each episode is about, we try to keep them to about an hour. They usually end up being maybe an hour and change, an hour and 15 minutes. And as far as how we record, uh, sometimes we'll do a double session. Where we'll play for about two and a half hours and then, you know, get two episodes out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it just ends up being one. You know, we all hop, we hop on a call and record it. And yeah, we're playing D- 5e D&D and just theater of the minding it and having fun. And you do it, you do it uh, all from different places in uh, online, not not in person. Yeah, that's right. Um, myself and Thomas, our DM, are in Ohio and then we've got uh, someone in Wisconsin, two people in Colorado, and uh, someone down south. Don't I, I keep forgetting if it she's in, <laughs> we have a new we we have, we've had some cast changeover and I, uh, she's phenomenal Emily but she I forget if it's Arkansas or Alabama it's one of the two southern A with an A <laughs> I'm sure she won't be too upset. Yeah. <laughs> What's so uh, is, is it all people that you knew? Like in person, or is it people no. that you just met online? No. So uh, Thomas Stanley and I know each other. Um, we actually met when my book, another plug coming at you, uh, <laughs> Space Tripping, came out. We had met. I was doing, you know, uh, promo stuff and just getting the name out there. And, um, you know, the publisher was doing some of that work too, setting up things. I was doing some of my own and looking up like local podcasts near me. And I, Thomas and I kind of connected and we also were both big fans of, uh, we met just, you know, shared internet communities, fans of the, the McElroy brothers and their endless slate of shows and podcasts. If you're familiar, they have (laughs) quite, they've got quite an empire they've built up. Uh, so we kind of connected over that, and then uh, Thomas used to do a podcast where they would uh, review movies and shows and things, and um, went on there. That's how we met. We hit it off, and just kind of became buddies, and then both got into uh, deep into the Geekly community. I don't know if you're familiar with Geekly Inc. They're no. another big podcast community. Okay. Um, they actually have their own convention now. They're in their fifth or sixth year. They've been traveling around, but they seem to have found a kind of a permanent home in Columbus, Ohio. So wow. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, so Thomas and I uh, linked up through that, and then we had a cast, and then uh, it, that kind of, we had sort of a prologue, we'll call it, or a season one, 12 episodes, and then uh, one of the members had to leave the show for his personal reasons, nothing bad. It wasn't like a falling out or anything like that, but he had his own personal reasons. He had to kind of leave podcasting. And uh, we essentially Thomas. I say we. Thomas has done all the work. I just show up and make funny <laughs> and, and make funny voices and stuff. Um, he put together a new group of really great people from the geek that that same geekly community. And so, uh, we've got five, three are out. There's three episodes out of that new season with this new cast, and we've got at least two more in the can. I think. Yeah, it's going really well. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback from listeners and it's a lot of fun. I'm in most of them. I've had a lot of scheduling stuff going up, so I've kind of dipped, been dipping in and out and we've been, you know, narratively working around that with my characters. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a lot of fun. So just like any uh, regular D&D party, it's it's people coming and going, never yeah. the same amount, of, same same party all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that, that's incredible. Like, wh- what do you play? What's your What's your character? Uh, so in season one, I play a dragonborn fighter named Two Swords, and he's he's uh, he's a proud <laughs> red scale, which is it's like a hillbilly, uh, <laughs> but a, a good a, a hillbilly with a heart of gold. So uh, his, not his name is Two Swords. His name is Two Swords because he fights with two swords. So he go, does he go around just screaming two swords like two chains all the time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, two chains might have that might have been one of the. That's really funny. That you're the first person that's ever said that, and uh, I'm not kidding. That was the inspiration. Was literally is like I like that. I think it'd be funny to create like a fantasy character that had a similar naming convention what would work for that and i'm not even kidding two change was the tiny little spark that started i'm not kidding but i'm kind of blown away that you just made that because you're the first person that ever, has ever done that that's right use i'm hip i know things I, it's like the steve buscemi meme it's like yep hello fellow teenagers <laughs> Uh, so, so then that's the first season. What, what about the second season? What do you, what do you, are you, your character uh, change up? The second season, I'm gonna, I have a kind of a, uh, quite a few characters lined up. We're gonna run through. Um, the season one ended on a, a cliffhanger. It's kind of an unexpected cliffhanger, but <laughs> it, it, but we'll come back to that. And uh, two swords might show up again. There's definitely some clamoring. Uh, I'd like to bring him back. I'm not, I'm not done with him. Uh, current, I've got a couple other ones we're going to burn through. Currently, I play um, a uh, little fairy guide for the adventurers. Uh, his name is Dewdrop Bumblebutton, but he talks. He's basically imagine if a Navi from Link was like a little fairy, but is also like a 50 year old guy from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's quite the name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like to have fun with my naming conventions. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And then uh, as obviously, as you know, I've recently become a regular host of Let's Rewatch, which is pretty exciting. So Okay, so then with Let's Rewatch, uh, uh, what, what kind of uh, movies did you like in the past that you are excited to bring to the group? <laughs> so we just did, the most recent one we recorded was the first movie that came to my mind when uh so for people who don't know um obviously you're very familiar i assume a lot of your audience is familiar because there's a lot of you know friends of the show right sort of cross-pollination um let's rewatch is a show is a podcast about movies uh the sort of the standard format is um and i know you just had the rest of the gang on so. <laughs> <laughs> but the you know the format it's a movie that you have a fond memory of but it's been a while since you've seen it. So we talk about it. You know, what do you remember? Or if you haven't seen it, you know, what are your expectations? Then we watch it right then and there and then talk about, you know, did it hold up or you know, just kind of break it down and discuss it. Um, so with that being said, so I was on as a guest a number of times with the show. And then when they had an opening they wanted to fill as host, they'd reached out and we'd all hit it off with the cast and asked if I wanted to join. So I'd never suggested a movie. Uh, before now, and the first movie that came to my mind was uh, Surf Ninjas. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because that is a movie that I love from my childhood so very much. But I'm fully aware has 
flaws so i figured it would be a perfect blend of something that fits the mold of the show but there'd be a lot of fodder for discussion and there was <laughs> as, as you will all hear when that next episode comes out i can't wait to listen to that episode because i also have fond memories of that uh movie but i know just from the memories that there probably is a lot of a lot of discussion to be brought from it so. yeah i took it very seriously so as, if people have ever listened to it typically one of us is sort of the sort of lead host kind of takes on the like the most host of the show <laughs> the person who does they do some homework ahead of time look up some trivia and find some interesting factoids to s- discuss especially in the first half of it mm-hmm. uh this is the first time i was quote unquote hosting hosting so i took it real serious uh, i wore a tie with a t-shirt while i recorded from my basement <laughs> Very uh, I think they tweeted i think uh they tweeted out a picture of that i remember um but uh so yeah no it was a lot of fun and currently hey. as as you and i mitch are recording this there is a poll up uh for what we're gonna do next <laughs> were you, did you make one of the suggestions on that poll uh those are all all of them came from so how this started too was so we're recording this early january uh my folks came and visited for the holidays and they had my dad had found in our in his basement uh an old binder that was a full of a bunch of dvds that were mine from way back when. And they're all from a very specific era. It's all from like high school, Patrick. So that's like, I was in high school. I'm 34. So I was in high school from 99 to 03. And, uh, and they're all, it's very much like, yes, a very high school boy movie. So I read up, just took the list of those, sent them to the group. And then they picked out four and made so all four of those on that poll. It's uh, Empire Records, The Usual Suspects, American Pie, and Friday. That's right. Are um, <laughs> the ones that they picked out in their poll. And the last time I looked, Empire Records was kind of kicking everyone's butt. I believe I picked Empire Records, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's still some time left on it, though. Obviously, the listener won't be able to affect it. By the time this, this show comes out, it'll be over. But they but, should uh, know that they can go and uh, start following them if they haven't, and you got, and they can also be they can also pick yeah, future movies. If you're interested, if you like movies and you like the show, definitely follow it because not um, sometimes you know if we have a guest on, they'll we'll have they'll suggest a movie, or sometimes one of us will just or we'll do one that maybe fits thematically, like we did Home Alone around Christmas time. Um, that's the one I was on. That's right. You were on that one. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot, but a lot of times we'll just do a poll. So it's a lot of fun. You can, you can have an impact. If there's a movie you want to see uh, from your childhood dissected. <laughs> so when the, the few times that you were on the show before you were made a host, were, did you see a movie that you hadn't seen before? No, I'd seen all the ones we, before. So we did the four I did as a guest were Alien, the original Alien, mm-hmm. um, Ace Ventura, the original Ace Ventura, <laughs> uh, which oh man, if you haven't listened to that episode, there, there's a there is some issues through the lens of today, <laughs> through, through the lens of twenty, through the woke lens of 2019, there are some issues with the back half of that movie. Oh yeah, um, heavyweights. I remember heavyweights and um, well, actually, because uh, I've got a project in the works with their the YouTube channel, the Laugh Stash TV YouTube uh-huh. channel that they also host uh, that's heavyweights adjacent, and then uh, Clue Love from the Clue. board game, the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. So, yeah, so those are the four I guessed it on. And and so then, as a host, have you watched anything that you haven't seen yet? 
Um, I don't think so. Let me see. We've done... So we just did Surf Ninjas. Obviously, I've seen that a bunch of times because it's great. Uh, <laughs> Demolition Man, Home Alone. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think... No, I think we've yet to do that. I've, we've yet to do one that I've not seen. So... Uh... Are you? Would you look forward to seeing one that you hadn't seen yet? Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Did um, what what is it that what kind of movies did it make that made up your adolescence or your your uh, formative years other than Empire Records and American Pie? Would you say? <laughs> um, I mean, it was pretty eclectic. I wish I had it here. I could pull up that list. <laughs> I, I got it. I think I got it right here. Or did I delete it? Uh no, there it is. I got a lot of uh, a lot of the Kevin Smith's original work, you know, uh, nice. chasing chasing Amy and Mallrats and Clerks. Um, let's see, you know, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Spaceballs, Hoodlum, Scarface, Life Aquatic. So like a super, I'm just a basic bro just a basic suburban bro because i got <laughs> i got like gangster movies i got wes anderson movies because i thought i was really you know hip and uh stoner to, movies you know I'm just, just say, so basic i'm gonna have to say that you you have to suggest hoodlum to the group next time because i'm almost positive none of them have seen that one i know or even aware of what it is <laughs> yeah. it's not bad it's pretty good i like no it. no it, it's good it's just yeah i'm pretty sure they've never just listening to the podcast it's a, an unofficial prequel to uh, American Gangster. From, there you uh, go with Denzel Washington. Ex- it's exactly right. That's how you should sell it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what What else was it that you were doing before this point in your life that that made you into the geek that you are? Just reading and writing and drawing and just you know I just have always loved telling stories and com i love comics uh i'm i'd like to write comics one day it's just that's a whole other that's a that's a project (laughs) (laughs) it's like with books i can just sit down and write it myself i don't need anybody else but comics you need a whole that's a whole production you need your artist and all that um but uh been kind of doing that doing this stuff my whole life and then just um a couple years ago really wanted to try and make it make it my job my career because and so far, it's going all right. So then, you're talking to Mitch. So how? I mean, <laughs> well, but I don't know about that. But talking about that, you you are a published author, and I, the two projects I know about are Space Tripping and Escape. Well, yep. you were one of the stories in Escape. Did you Correct. always want to be a novelist? I always wanted to. Just I just like making stuff i think you saw i think did you see i had a tweet like yesterday or two days ago it's just i just like making cool stuff i just like making stories and um i like things that are like adventure and i like comedy and i just anything across the board the medium to me is pretty i'm pretty open to the medium um i'd say yeah the majority is from sort of a a, you know a text prose writing you know books and because that because again that's something I can just do on my own. I don't really need permission from anybody else. I don't need, you know, I, I can just sit on my computer and hammer it out and just type and write. So that's just been very convenient. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, and just, you know, I really enjoy that. 
Did you go to uh, school for writing, creative writing, anything like that? I I didn't. No, Mm-mm. I uh, I went to a small college in Illinois, and actually went there primarily to um, play football. Okay, play football, and uh, just honestly, I dabbled around with different art classes and study, and considered pursuing a creative career out the gate. And I wish I had, but I didn't. I think I, I decided to play it safe for a while, so I got a business degree because I thought that was the safe way. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't feeling. You know, I, I wouldn't feel fulfilled. I know that seems that's such a cliche. You know, <laughs> there's any baby boomers listening to this? They're probably rolling their eyes like oh, millennials <laughs> want to feel fulfilled. Like God forbid, we want to feel fulfilled with our life choices, right? But, exactly. Uh, yeah, I want. I uh, just. Uh, wanted to make i just was realizing yeah this wasn't making me happy so i needed to figure something else out and again with uh at the time you know having a corporate day job and and uh, i've got two small kids and family it's hard so books that was the kind of the the most efficient way to get into it i do a lot of writing on my phone honestly even to this day and the first book space tripping that's out i i wrote a lot of that on my phone just cuz I knew I had to adapt and I had to figure out a way to make it work. And if I only waited for, if I, if the only writing I did was when I had like three hours by myself and a cup of coffee and some music playing in the background, I'd never get anything done. Cause that, that doesn't exist. No. At that time. <laughs> so I had to kind of retrain my brain and to write, you know, just a few sentences at a time, maybe here or there, and then piece it together later. And a lot of those times when I do get those times with long chunks of time, a lot of it's more polishing and editing. And uh, I like that. And I think some of my best work has come about that way because I'm also a firm believer that it's a lot easier to make something better that already exists than writing it the first time. Mm. So I'm a big, I've talked to other people and they've asked questions about that. I say, just write, just write, don't think, just write. And even if it's something super, even if it's it, you know it's not going to be the final way you word something, that's fine. Get it on the page because it's a lot easier to look at something that already exists and improve it than it is to write, create nothingness from nothingness on the page. Because the old adage is, is all, most of writing is rewriting, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, um, I've literally written just the, the sentence, the insert character's name, says something snarky. And then uh, this character's name punches them. And then just to keep the momentum going. And then I've gone back later and actually worked out the specific dialogue and then writing, you know, how that takes place just to keep the momentum going. So then while writing on your phone, did you use any kind of special apps or did you just straight up use a memo pad? Um, the first one I did, uh, just I created a Gmail account oh. that was only for writing so it kind of kept it more secure and wasn't inundated with ads and i literally would just send emails back and forth to myself and that also would back it up so that also would make sure i wouldn't accidentally delete it that's true that's very um and i like that but then honestly the problem with that became with like formatting when you try to copy and paste it got weird and squirrely when i try to put it in word and format it and send it to the publisher and editor it, it got cleaned up of course in the end but right um these days i use uh google docs because that's super handy because it just it's a you know i do it on my phone i ans- i have access to the entire book right there pull it up on my phone it saves where i was I could type a couple sentences I don't have to email myself. It's, you know what I mean? I can just access yep. 
it's right there on my computer when I go to it. So yay technology. <laughs> when um, you started out writing uh, specifically novels, was there any big surprises? Anything that you didn't realize is something that was going to happen while while writing? Do you mean with the specific story or just in general? In general, like yeah. I think I learned like, dang, this is hard. <laughs> this is actual work. I mean, it's it's the only work. You know what I mean? It's I wouldn't want to do anything else. It's work, but it's not work for me. But at the same time, people that th- you know, it's not leisure. It it takes mental. It takes a lot of mental energy, and because. Yeah, you can do anything and write anything you want on the page, but it's got to make sense in the end. Mm. Yeah, that's. I mean, the. I mean, that makes sense. It just was there anything else that was just like uh, a big surprise to you? Just you know, when you were sitting there brainstorming, like, oh, you know, this is where I could get this idea from, or anything like that. Well, no, yeah, I think also if if it's especially if you're newer into it, you're going to realize how much you've picked up from the media you've consumed Mm. and you realize, and you might think you're being very original, but you're not. And you just need to make sure you're being very conscious of that and very aware. And also, um, especially early on your well of ideas might not be as deep as you think it is because there are times I, so a lot of what I do is, is, um, at least theoretically supposed to be comedy supposed to be funny. (laughs) Uh, I hope that's the way it's perceived. But, uh, so, you know, it's jokes and little quips you make. And there were definitely times where I made a joke that I'd forgotten I'd made earlier. And there's, there's, there's some jokes that work that way because there's a, because the joke is that you're repeating it, Mm -hmm. but there's some that, that don't. And then, you know, you go back and read and you say, oh, dang, I already did that before. <laughs> I can't do that in chapter 20. And then you got like, all right, well, I guess I got to think of something now and kind of force yourself to really think and get creative and get outside um, the box. It's just how much I had to work mentally just before I was even typing things down. Mm. Just the amount of like mental energy to really think and look and say, how can I do something unique with this? How can I, you know, twist this something different? How can I do something that's going to a surprise people or make them laugh or show them something, you know, do you, it's sorry. Do you sit down uh, and write a, like a uh, outline first before you start writing? Do you have an idea um, where the story is going to go or it depends on the project. So space tripping, was the only outlining I had was about a half dozen major plot beats. Just this happens and this at some point this will happen. At some point this was happen. Mm-hmm. And even those were changed. And that was very character driven. Space tripping was very, here's the situation. Here's the characters. What do the characters, how do they react to this situation? What are the consequences from those reactions? Rinse and repeat mm-hmm. and see, and I see where it takes me. And and then by the time you sat you sat down to write that you just you you worked with it as in your outline, well, but not yeah like I didn't know honestly exactly what was gonna ha- honestly I didn't know exactly what was gonna happen I was just kind of kind of let it take me and I tried to be really really true to the things I had the strongest opinion of or the strongest impression of is who some of my main characters are. 
And then everything else is going to work around that in the sense of how I'm not going to try and force. Cause for me, when I'm consume, when I'm watching or reading something, that's one of the biggest things I pick up on is um, a lack of authenticity in a character where, when a character does something or says something that it's like, Oh, they're literally only doing that because you need it for your plot to make your plot work. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily make sense with that character. So I'm trying to be very conscious of that. So, and the way to kind of get around that or the way to kind of avoid that is don't let the plot force, you know, make sure you're, you know, move your plot around your characters. If, if the plot ends up going in a different direction, that's okay. It's going to ring more authentic. So when you are, say you've gotten through a few chapters or uh, maybe even the whole thing, do you give it to someone close to you to, to look over, to read over, to, to, I don't know, proof it or anything like that first before I mean, you get it to the editor? Everything is different. Uh, uh-huh. Every project is different. But yeah, there, there are people I have. There's people like professionally I know and then there's people personally I know that I trust who a I trust and feel comfortable, you know, that they're going to give me, um, they're going to be very honest with me and give me good feedback and whose feedback I trust. I trust their judgment on. Yeah. And that's important. It's important to get that. You don't want to just give it to everybody. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Um, and then it's one of the hardest things I think when you're first starting out and you're first writing and you're getting feedback from people is, is discerning what feedback is objectively, that's a good suggestion. That's a good idea. Or what is them just sort of trying to inject their own, their own voice into your mm, work? Not that they're okay. doing anything malicious, but, but we're all guilty. We all have our own personal biases and we all have our own personal perspectives and opinions on how something should go. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting challenge that you, you go through early on too, is trying to figure out, um, you know, when someone suggests something to you or makes a criticism is, is that, oh, no, they're right. This does not work. This makes no sense. Or this is what they should do. Or is that saying, no, that's just you. That's just kind of your opinion. It's, you know. Right. Injecting your voice, like you said. Yeah. So, and also, like you said earlier, when you are pulling from the well of ideas in your head and maybe things from outside leak in, do you, did you have you ever gotten that note from someone saying, hey, this is similar to something else? Or, like... um. Once or twice with the book, um, I'm pretty. I do. I think I do a pretty good job of self policing when I read stuff back. Okay. Or I mean, there are times when, if anything, it's more of a you need to make it clear that this is intentionally a reference to this thing, right? Because if there's times where I've I try, you know, want to intentionally reference a piece of media, um, like a parody of it or something, but it, um. You know, that what's very important if you're going to do that is it's very clear that that is you are aware that what you're doing is reference. You're not (laughs) blindly trying to pass something off as your own. Right. I'm very aware that this is from this movie or this is from this show. And that's why I'm, you know, referencing it. So then uh, I was going to say is that so space tripping, which we said a few times now is a it's it's the, the book you wrote. and It's a drunk driving alien that crash lands on a- on on earth yeah it's um it's <laughs> no, <laughs> yes that's a great yes it's a, it's a, kind of like the movie the hangover but in space with aliens yeah it's a drunk alien who crash lands on earth accidentally gets uh tries to 
hijack a semi-trailer because he thinks it's a spaceship because he's, you know, he's so far gone. And the, uh, the driver gets abducted with him because he's in debt. Uh. I don't want to remember. He's in yeah. He's in debt to a large intergalactic corporation, and they kind of force the two of them to work together to pay off his debt. Um, that's just the conceit up front. I'll tell you, it's not. It's not a rehash of the space trucker genre. That's very minimal. It's literally just the setup, and then everything goes haywire from the jump. <laughs> and then it's just kind of a uh, them kind of stumbling through the galaxy, trying not to die. And how long is that? Have you had that book out now? That came out, man, you'd think I'd have this like just on the tip of my tongue, right? <laughs> uh, the published date was March 14th, 13th of 2017. It was March 2017. Okay. Uh, was Did any of that come from, uh, I mean, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but did any of that come from the like personal history that you pulled from? What going on drunken shenanigans around the galaxy? Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. It's a biography. No, I mean, I, 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 uh, I have fun. I, I, I like. I mean, not so much these days as I don't go out as much. But you know, I definitely, um, you know, will enjoy a cocktail or two or <clears throat> five once in a while. Um, definitely. Like I said not as much lately with uh, kids and such because you know, a you gotta look after them. B, um. I can stay up, I guess, as late as I want or drink as much as I want, but that's not going to change the fact that at about 6 a.m. I'm going to have a human alarm clock waking me up <laughs> wanting, like, milk and a granola bar or something. <laughs> so, no, that yeah, makes it's, complete it's, sense. Yeah, I mean, put this way, we just passed, you know, New Year's Eve was a couple, few days ago, and I was in bed by 1030. <laughs> uh, happy to be there and happy hey, to be there. Just celebrate it with London when it celebrated and then you're good for the rest of the, the rest of the day right you go to sleep i mean that's the beauty of youtube you know, just, it's like yeah here goes a ball five four three two one happy new year all right let's go to bed uh so then with uh escape what was that what was obviously i would assume that's the the um the title of the of the anthology is what was your source of idea yeah, so uh, Escape is an anthology that just came out on January 1st, mm-hmm. and uh, there's 20 stories. I'm one of them in there, and it's by a group called The Writing Block, B-L-O-C, because they're hip, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had met them and connected with them. I just, you know, you kind of build your network of fellow creatives and different people along the way you meet, you know, that you that you gel with. And they had asked if I wanted to contribute to it. Um, and <clears throat> so basically the theme is escape. All the stories have to have some kind of tangential um, connection to that as their theme. And the variety is pretty pretty diverse as far as the type of stories that are in there. Very Some are very grounded. Some are way out there. Like, my, you know, mine is, it's like, and I literally tried to think what is one of the more offbeat ways I can... Uh, I can do this. And my story is called Wendell, Wendell and Wendell. And <laughs> if, uh, I assume if people are listening to your show, they're fans of, you know, they're, you know, they're familiar with geek media and yep. geek content and cliches and tropes and things. So it's the multiverse theory, you know, parallel worlds, 
um, you know, parallel earths. I mean, we're we're right now in the heart of the fever surrounding Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. I have yet to see and I need to. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I know. I've heard so many good things. But uh, so it's basically it's uh, three versions of the same guy who are stuck in a. uh, How's your. You say, how's your, uh, do you have bad words filters on this? Or oh, no, go you ahead. You, you curse all uh, you want. They're stuck in a really shitty version of Earth. <laughs> and shitty in the sense of not like apocalyptic, or dysto- but just just every inconvenience of daily life turned up to 100. Oh, nice. <laughs> that type of world. So I just tried to think of that. And they have to, they're trying to escape. They're separated. Basically, it. it starts they're separated from the machine that can get them out of there to a new version of earth and they have to get get to it and get out of there hopefully without you know going insane from the annoyances of this world (laughs) well it's that's how how long of a story are we talking um my ended i forgot what the final word count because mine ended up being actually had to cut a bunch because mine was like came in like two thousand words longest than longer than all the other ones and they're like man you gotta some. so i can always and a lot of it was banter if i have one thing i like i write that i have no um shortage it's probably very evident from my rambling during this podcast is inane small talk banter between characters i can write i can write for days just that um that's what i love is so, dialogue so i'm i'm i can't wait to to read it yeah dialogue everything i do is pretty dialogue heavy because i like i just i don't know I, I enjoy that and it just seems to come to me pretty easily pretty naturally now where can people get a hold of uh escape uh, so escape is available currently only available ebook on amazon um there there will be a paperback available later in the year i i don't know i'm not involved in the, that's okay. uh that's all i know <laughs> it's escape with an exclamation point and it, it says by the writing block so you can find it or you can hit me find me on twitter follow me at the pad words i'll tweet about it i already or uh go to at the writing you know writing block but there's that and then uh space tripping is available in ebook paperback and audio ebook online of course you know amazon paperback you know wherever books are sold and then audio it's on audible there you go on audible so yeah (laughs) any any i assume that you probably do but anything coming out soon uh new um, a lot in the works. I don't know about soon, soon, soon. So like I said the just the anthology come out. Um, I'm about done with my sequel to Space Tripping, but that's gonna be a while because then there's the whole production process and editing and all that fun stuff. So that'll I don't think that'll come out this year. That might be a 2020 thing. Okay. Um, I've got another. I've got two other projects that are early in the works. Uh, one might be hitting the sh- hitting this year is a series of novellas, actually, kind of serialized. Imagine like the comic book model, but with books or short books. So it's kind of like a new. It's like a chunk, like a small, like a like a novella. So okay, like a chunk of like three chapters of a book coming out every other month or something like that. No. So it's kind of ser- kind of serialized, like comic books but in novella form and then we would do a big 
binding of the whole story when it comes out. I'm working with another author on that, and that'll be fun. That's, That's uh, kind of like uh, how they were doing uh, like Telltale games. I don't know if you mm-hmm. are a big gamer or not, but... That's... Uh, used to be before kids, but <laughs> I did. I did. I played the. Um, I played the fables. That was one of the early ones. The yeah. Fables, Telltale. Um, but yeah, I used to be a pretty big gamer, and then children. <laughs> <laughs> they take a lot of t- you know you know, building a human being takes a lot of time. <laughs> well, and, 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 as, as long as you want to do it right. <laughs> yeah. Exa- yeah. Yeah. If you want to do yeah, if you want to be a, a I guess a a halfway decent parent takes a lot of time right? speaking wanna... of the multiverse that we talked about earlier you hadn't seen spider-verse yet but did have you watched uh, the black mirror bandersnatch yet i've not i've seen all the black mirror uh you know netflix show you know i've seen all that up to this i have not dived into bandersnatch i'm almost i'm honestly a little uh a little uh, afraid to jump into it because okay. of all of the uh, isn't there just an insane amount of possibilities yeah. that can, or like different or you just have to watch it or do it like a dozen times or something like that yeah yeah like you know there's like from what I understand there's eight endings and eight different possible endings and then you can probably spend about three hours if you went back and forth getting yeah. all the different innings so i don't know if i want to do that <laughs> i mean i i'm very i'm i i'm almost I, th- I should enjoy i should enjoy the content i consume more but i'm just kind of like a consume that and then move on to the next one <laughs> i'm not i know i'm on a podcast lot called let's rewatch but i'm not a big redoer of media except for that pretty much you know like once i've read a book or something i like all right i've read there's people that say like Oh, I've read the book like five times. It's my favorite book. That's cool. Um, I think the most I've ever read a book is twice. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, it's just reading rereading a book sounds awesome. But have you tried a new book? <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. It's, I, it's like I know that story. I I watched it. I read it. I listened to it. It's like a pod, or I hear about people that listen through like podcast series more uh-huh. more than once. If it's like a narrative type podcast, oh, um, I'm like. I heard that story. I'm cool. It was great. I enjoyed it. I'm on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So, but the thought of kind of like going back and then having to, I feel like I would just, I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much. Cause I feel like I would keep tabs and like write down <laughs> notes of like, all right, I did this at this one. So I do this and have like a tree, a timeline tree drawn out. It's like, all right, I did this, I did this choice and this choice and this choice. Now I'm going to do this choice and this choice and this choice. And I was just like, oh, it's just at this point it just becomes like work. Well, I'll tell you this and without giving anything away, the, the, Netflix itself does a great job of making it so you don't have to do the tabs, uh-huh. and then uh, also when you f- when you watch it, you'll you'll find out why you don't want to do trees like that <laughs> for okay. a very specific reason. But okay. when, when you now, do, okay, you've intrigued me now. <laughs> or maybe I'll do it. I'll do it one time, and I'll say I'm going to choose whatever I myself, if I was in that situation, would choose. There you go. And then see what my ending is, and then that'll be it. There. And then I'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know about the other endings. You can go look them yeah. up online. They're all there. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when uh, you, you do get the free moment between working, doing you know creative stuff, or you know the children raising your children, what is it that you like to to geek out about? What do you consume? Um, I consume. I mean, I'm a huge. Right now, I'd say um, the MCU movies. I know okay. there's there are people who have like fatigue with that. I don't. I'm still 
Man, I loved Infinity War so much. High five. Just, I'm so <laughs> excited for Endgame. So, you know, very much that. Um, I'm not fatigued on Star Wars yet. Like Now, I don't think Solo was that. There were a lot of things I didn't like about Solo. Mm-hmm. But I'm still very hyped for, you know. Whatever episode release? nine is yeah, going to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I just talked about what a fan I am. But have they released? They haven't given a title yet. They have not they given it a title yet. Okay. Um which I think by like, this point, with Force Awaken in the year where you'd already known Force Awaken was the title, wasn't it? Maybe they'll call it the Force Rests. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm trying to think. What, what do I really geek out about? So, like that, definitely. Like when I saw the the Endgame trailer, you know, I, I definitely was squeeing a little bit. <laughs> gotta watch. I gotta. Because uh, I just I really liked that movie a lot. What did you What did you think of the the subtitle in game? Yeah, I like it. I yeah. mean, yeah, <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay, I like it better than um some one of the other ones I heard bannered about was like Avengers Assemble or something like that. Was I think it it's the right? I think it makes it fits. I think it fits perfectly. I there think you go. They didn't have to overthink it too much. I think it's just you know, it's not too hokey or anything. It's but no, I like it a lot. Why have you heard of people that I mean it's the it's we're living in the internet age, so everyone always has a negative oh, yeah. opinion about everything. Oh so yeah, exactly. There's always gonna be detractors, but have you heard a lot? Have you heard Oh no, it's just I I, I mean I think it was Kevin Feige's like he definitely like pumped it up too much, being like, Oh well we can't say we're not gonna say what it is and then the Russos came out and said, yeah. Well we say what it is, we're gonna be giving away this one. It's just like yeah, that didn't really give away anything and you and it got way too hyped before it actually came out, so too many people were expecting something you grand be and like that hype stuff. That'll exactly. just, yeah, <laughs> it kills stuff so bad. So bad. Um, I'm trying to think what else so are you really a big about. tentpole movie person then? Are you like you you try and go and see a lot of the big movies that come out? Um, I mean I do, but honestly, in theaters, no, I don't see a ton of movies in theaters again because kids, right? It's, it's hard, you know. <clears throat> and also when we do, it's usually with my wife, and it, it's something that we're both interested in, and she's not the biggest uh geek fan of things she has seen the last two not not solo or rogue one but she did go see the last two major star wars the saga movies, movies. yeah yep um probably because they come out around christmas time my birthday is the day after christmas nah. so she's like what do you do i want to go see this movie it's like okay so she it just kind of fell in it's almost become an unofficial thing now because she saw force awakens with me on my birthday when that came out we saw last jedi on my birthday when that came out so I'm like, well, you know what we got to do for my birthday next year, right? It's like, is it another Star Wars movie? I'm like, yeah, we're going to go see it. Um, but, but there was no Star Wars movie this 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 past Christmas. What did you do? No, I know. Uh, for my birthday, I really didn't do much of anything. <laughs> and again, I just kind of hung out. Just uh, um, No again, Aquaman? No. I mean, I'll see it. But I'd say most of the stuff I watch is when it comes on the streaming service. Right. So um, I I do notice that with uh, let's rewatch you guys have also added in a new segment of uh, uh, trailer reactions and you did a trailer reaction to Mortal Engines. Have you gone to see Mortal Engines yet? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I think if it had been better received, I might have made time to go see it in the theater. But the fact that it seemed to bomb so bad, I, I'll I'll watch. Oh, don't get me wrong. As soon as I see it, I'm like. 
HBO or um, Netflix or Netflix or something, I will uh, I'll be all over that. I'll watch that thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, we did not go. I did not go see it. I'm trying. To, last movie I saw in the theater. Man, it's been a while. Well, think. I think you should, you know, call in but, your birthday chit and and go see Spider Verse as soon as Spider- possible. <laughs> Take your wife; yes, she'll we might, love it. We might do something tomorrow night, and I've been kind of dancing around that. But I don't want to. Here's the thing: I'm also the type of person that's like, I don't want to do something just for me if I know the other person's not enjoying it. Yeah. Part of me, I'm a very social person. I like doing things with other people. I like other knowing. I like knowing other people are having fun. So. The Star Wars thing has been kind of like a, a cheeky, fun thing, you know, and she's kind of she's like, yeah, I get it. And the, the great thing about Star Wars is even though there's so much lore and there's such a huge universe, even if you don't know a ton, they still do a really good, they still do a really good job. Of it's it's pretty cut and dry. Like, they're the good guys. They're the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, because it's like, they're basically wearing a uniform that screams, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that's, it's, it's, it's pretty easy, you know. It's not. It's a low barrier entry. I feel like you can still kind of enjoy. Well, those I just. Movies. I just have to say I haven't seen or haven't heard one person say that they haven't liked Spider Spider Verse yet. So, I think even if you don't know a lot about Spider Man, it works out because there's a running gag in it that helps with the origin story of Spider Man. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. There you go. Yeah, I try to think of that's like my geek. You know, it's what this is nothing. It's not geek. It's not geeky at all. But I'm kind of like a gym geek. Oh no, he's, that's that's, that's what, he's, yeah, that's what we try and push here. Is like it doesn't have to be like genre stuff all the time. It's just whatever you're passionate about, you geek out yeah. about. So I mean, I consume ninety nine percent of what I consume media wise is like uh, you call it call it geek media. You know, it's like superheroes, it's sci fi, it's fantasy stuff. It's you know what I mean. I, I like all that. I chew, I chew it all up. I get bored with a lot of called mundane <laughs> things like i really i just really enjoy this it's a lot of fun you know the fantastical but in my personal life i am yeah i'm kind of a gym geek i love like powerlifting, weightlifting and stuff it's a stress reliever it's just very meditative for me it's just kind of a time that's like that's it's time that's i'm spending for me only for me no one else it's just time you know what i mean it's kind of that it's it's a really good I just for physical and mental well being and it's just something I geek out about a lot. Home gym I like, or I, no? I go. I like to go. Uh, I would do a home gym. It save time with travel and stuff. But um, home gyms are expensive. If you want decent equipment, and you yeah. University, it's. I looked it up. I priced out like everything I need to kind of have like bare minimum for what I'd really want to do. It was like five years of my gym membership. Oh wow! I was like, I'll just keep doing my gym membership. Yeah, and also I like I like that you go there, you meet people. It's a community. Um, say hi to people, you make friends and also it helps you focus cause you're there. So there's nothing distracting you and you're, you're there to work. And, uh, yeah. You know, I always seem to get my best ideas while I'm working out. So I, I would, I just, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I just feel like I, I need to pull the phone out and start writing them down. Cause by the time I get home, like I don't have them all like locked away. Exactly. So I'm like, what was uh, it I was trying to remember? But yeah, I always seem to get my best ideas while I'm while I'm working out, so that's why I I enjoy going. Probably because it just kind of shakes you out of like your routine, or you just your brain's trying to go somewhere to maybe <laughs> <laughs> not focus on the physical pain you're feeling. Or... <laughs> but no, yeah, it's I definitely geek out about that, and I'm always like uh, making new workout routines, or that's definitely where I get geeky on that. Like, come up with new new ways to new isolate programs. muscles. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, th- what about TV shows? Are you do you get into too many TV shows or? No, I do. Um, I let's see. Recently, I'm saying, what have I watched recently that I really liked? I love this new Doctor Who. Oh, like awesome! Yeah, Jodie Whittaker is amazing. Yeah, I think it's great. I I found the season very enjoyable. I like the companions. I I just I found it a very enjoyable season. Um, did you watch the New Year's Day special? I just did. Yeah, <laughs> so did I. A couple like yeah. yesterday. No, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, no, I, I'm excited for what they're gonna do. You know what they're gonna do with her. I like that they didn't fall back on too many. Re- you know they didn't retread. They, they tried to do new things. Right. It was like similar feel, but they didn't. Like the only, the I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but there's really no except for this the New Year's special. Yeah, that's the first time you get like a classic villain. There's yeah, you're right. The, the retread, because um, that's if I have one beef with Doctor Who, the classic villains, the most con- are kind of I think they're all kind of lame. Three <laughs> that always keep coming back. Um, but so I like when they do new things. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 monster or the villain from the main season, the dude with all the yeah. teeth on his face, Tim Shaw. Yeah, that's right, Tim Shaw. Like that, I I liked the idea of him. I don't think I I cared so much for the execution of the look, but I did like the idea. It's it's very unpleasant. Maybe that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's, you're absolutely right. It's probably mm-hmm. very much the point. I was surprised at the amount of social commentary they dropped in there. Oh yeah, no kidding. This season. Um, and not in a bad way. I'm all, I'm all for it. But, uh, so that I really enjoyed. Um, what else recently? I love, it's on a little hiatus right now. I love The Good Place. It's probably my favorite show. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so phenomenal. Cast is so good. Writing so good. All of the above. It's so good. Um, this is n- not geeky at all, but it's kind of, I know a lot of people that have kind of fallen off with it and they haven't stayed with it, but I one of my guilty people. I like that Showtime show, Ray Donovan. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm one of the people that fell off. I, re- I watched up until like the season season three or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I still, it's just, and I'm not afraid to to bail on something. If it's not, because like I said, time's precious. If it's not holding, I don't know, something about it, I'm seeing it through. That's one of the ones that stuck with me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it through to the end. One of the things that I, I loved about the first season is like all the fixer parts of the job that of the show that he did like when he had to go fix things for hollywood people like i wanted more of that yeah and i can see that because they kind of you know get away from that pretty quickly but i can also see where their thing is like all right well that's not we're not just going to keep recycling yeah the same thing like that but uh i felt like they could have done a little more with that they could have stretched it a little bit and it wouldn't have worn out as welcome but no it's it's interesting what they're doing you know um what else? I'm trying to think. Putting me on the spot here. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, though, because, and I, you don't need to give anything away, but you said you guys for Last Half TV, you're going to be doing uh, adjacent uh, heavyweights thing. So that's going to be writing for for video medium now. Like, is that different than writing yeah, that for was, a book? Yeah, I'll say what it is, and I don't know. We we talked about this spring shooting it. We'll figure it out. I'm working with Ash over, you know, the last Ash TV about it. And I had wrote as a joke. Uh, I wrote a script 
for a, a spec script for uh, Heavyweights Two, <laughs> not a full script, not for the whole movie, but like a concept. And then I made a, tra- and then it was way too long. We had to cut it down because it would have been like a four minute trailer. But I wrote, I wrote out a bunch of scenes that would I'd like to see in a, if they made Heavyweights Two now, <laughs> with like uh, the grown up character, you know, the main character is grown up, right? And she really liked it, and we were, so we're we're thinking we're gonna film uh, like a fake a mock trailer for Last Dash TV later this year now now uh, you know uh ash herself you know works over in hollywood any any chance you guys are going to try and send out emails to some of the past stars that were in the movie and be like hey would you like to do a fake um, trailer oh, man i don't want to say yeah there, there's a yes okay one, there is one person who there is a small slim chance Yes, there's one person. There's a small, some chance we that could possibly, you know, it's way, way, way out there. I don't want to say. I don't want to. No, no, of course like not. That. I mean, I just want to say it's congratulations on getting Ben Stiller to come in and do it. That's awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely. This way, it's definitely not Ben Stiller. <laughs> uh, oh, so it's uh-huh. Kevin Feige. Uh, no, it's a. Uh, oh, damn it! I just. Oh, I know. Uh, not Kevin Feige. Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, that was crazy. Rewatching that movie and be- realizing that's Paul Feig, who's made some yeah. of the most popular movies of recent times, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So one question that I try and ask whenever I remember it is, uh, if you could have one useless superpower, what would it be? And ask me useless. useless? Yeah, useless. Oh, well, then why... Yeah, why have it? But it's... I was it's- like, I, I had the other answer queued up. The answer is... <laughs> It's, if it's not, it's obviously the most useful. I'm not answering your question. I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> That's fine. Is either I would in like for like real life is actually it would be like teleportation or I think like psychic abilities. Ooh. Um, See, I always go I, with but, super speed. Super speed's the, nah. the one I want. But um, I think tel- uh, teleportation instant anywhere you want in the world. <laughs> think how much time you think how much time you spend traveling around places. <laughs> And think how much money you can make. You start instant instant shipping. That's true. <laughs> you can charge people insane amounts of money for that, and there are people that would pay for it. Um, or like being psychic, of course. You just go make, be a poker champion. Cause really <laughs> there you go. I thought about this. I thought about this. But okay, what useless power would I want? Useless in the sense of like, obviously there'd be some use to it, me personally, because otherwise, why would I want it? But nothing well, like super life changing or like like. <laughs> Okay. Sure. Um, I mean, I'd love the power to like regrow the hair on my head because I'm losing it. <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty else? close to my useless power that I usually say. I say I let my hair grow an extra three inches, like whenever I want. Like <laughs> I don't good. see how that's useful at all, but that's my power. <laughs> see, I keep thinking of things that would be useful, like something like I can just I'm in. Not like superhero shape, but like just good shape without you know what I mean automatically. But that's useful. That's that's useful. That is very useful actually. That's still being in shape, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's still very useful. What is something that I think the hair one's not and that's not really useful, that's just being vain. Um <laughs> Because it's dang, that's a great question. Because it's everything you think of is like, oh, this would be great to have. And it's like, well, that's the, that defeats. If it would be great to have, it defeats the purpose. <laughs> exactly. Um, I should, I should, I should start to remember to like ask this beforehand, so you can think about it first before just putting you on the spot. I don't know why I don't do that. 
Oh man, that's great though. That's one of my favorite questions I've heard like in any interview or podcast. Not just for me, other people, just because it's such a it's such a mind bender. It's such an interesting thought problem. Like, because literally everything you're like, well, does that count as useful? Yeah, no, that's true. Like a, that, it's definitely. Like, I, I want like I like I could turn any any liquid or any substance into any other substance. Like that's actually very useful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? If if you don't want to come up with something right now, or can't, you know, a little bit of block, we'll let you use your work through your writer's block, and we'll come back later. Yeah, <laughs> I'd want the superpower to have the perfect answer to this question. Boom! <laughs> there you go, folks. He answered it, <laughs> and it's completely useless because who else is going to ask you this question? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh all right patrick thank you for joining me on hey mitch uh it has been really great talking to you uh and i i look forward to more of the let's rewatch podcast and i'll have to pick up the this is how we roll uh, oh how for, for whom the, the dice, dice roll okay yeah i can do the whole thing i can do the plug yes yeah go ahead no, and give us some first, plugs like thank you but thank you for having me I've really had, had a lot of fun it was a lot of fun talking with you on the uh, last rewatch episode and I'm glad because I know we've been dancing around trying to get something going for one of your shows for a little while now so I'm really glad we were able to do this yes and, a lot of fun. and you're more than welcome to come on the other ones whenever I, we get them going yeah I'll probably take you know just keep me posted on that yeah I love doing this stuff I love talking about geeky things <laughs> podcasting um, but yeah if if you uh, if the sound of my dumb voice doesn't t- completely turn you off, you can listen to it more frequently on Let's Rewatch or For Whom the Dice Roll. If you want to check out my book, it's called Space Tripping, available wherever books are sold. Again, that's ebook, paperback, or Audible. That's exclusively on Audible uh, for the audio version. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at the Pat Edwards. That's I have Instagram and other social media, but I'm really very bad at those and not active twitter is my jam <laughs> that's where i spend you know my time so we'll love to uh interact with you and have fun online oh then thank you yes that uh that's all the places you can definitely follow patrick and and go through his creative journey as as he's uh making the new stuff uh if you yeah. want to get a hold of me i am at mitchipedia ge on twitter the rest of geekly radio is at Oh, I'm sorry. We're not Geek Elite Radio anymore. We're Geek Elite Media. So if you want to follow the rest of Geek Elite <laughs> Media, it's at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page, and geekleetmedia.com is our website. As I meant to say, I forgot. To, I like the new, I noticed on my podcast feed, I like the new logo. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we worked on it. We <laughs> troubleshooted it and figured out what it was that we wanted to say and what it looked like. So... It's uh, it it, it it's, it's we we've been getting a lot of good feedback from it, so that's great. Thank you. Nice. Uh, yeah, archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network can be found on our website. So this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. This podcast has been brought to you by Cuts by Candice. Candice Giss is a hairstylist that listens to your needs and will work with you to get the right look for you. With 18 years of experience, Candice is the premier stylist that I trust with my look. And right now, if you mention this ad when you make an appointment from now until the end of February 2019 and give our promo code GEEKOUT, you will get 10% off your hair services. 
Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts underscore Candice on Instagram and start looking the best you you can. 